Good evening, everybody. February 10th, 2018. Welcome to Good Vibes. I am your host, the Psycho Man. And just glad to be out here on the Saturday evening, chatting it up again with everybody. Uh, start with a few shout-outs here, man. Just wanted to throw a shout-out to Miss Yvonne with Reality Speaks. Uh, definitely go check Miss Yvonne out. She's got some great material over there on her station. Check out Cyber Shots. He had some really good stuff the other morning, man. I, I really enjoyed it. As always, uh, go check out Kane's Way, uh, one of the most deepest, most powerful speakers um, I've heard on the Anchor app, and it's no disrespect to anybody else whatsoever, but wow, he's huge, man. So if uh, you haven't heard Kane's Way yet, definitely go give him a listen. And uh, definitely want you to go check out uh, another Good Vibes channel with Jason B. Um, and he actually just did a call, and I'm going to play here in a minute. He was uh, I was listening to his podcast. He was reading uh, the works of Napoleon Hill from the Think and Grow Rich book, and he was referencing Chapter 5. And it really got me thinking about some stuff, and then he asked me some questions. So I'm just going to touch base on uh, this Saturday podcast a little bit about that. And and just if anybody else has any ideas or things they want to chime in on, please give a call in. Uh, always glad to hear from you. Or if there's just uh, you know something else that you're interested in talking about, always definitely give a call in. And I, I you know I'm always wide open. I love discussing ideas. Uh, that you know I pretty much it's one of my favorite things to do in my life is to speak on ideas and uh, masterminding create new new things new possibilities for everybody so i'm gonna go uh, real quick uh to this call in from jason b uh from his good vibes channel and then i'll be back with you and we'll discuss that a little bit psycho man how you doing sir hey um so i was working on my book think and grow rich uh chapter five by napoleon hill and i was reading this one particular section and i read it in my podcast with some ending notes and I wanted to get some feedback of what you think of uh, the reading. It's about 15 minutes long or so. And uh, just looking for feedback. I know we kind of, the other day we kind of discussed Napoleon Hill, you know, uh, the keys to success, the 17 principles of personal, you know, achievement. And uh, just looking for feedback. So uh, if you have some time, you know, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Jason B., for giving me a call in from your Good Vibes channel. Um, yeah, man, uh, I I did. I went and listened uh, to the segments. Um, I even listened to, you know, uh, all the way back to the, your morning roost and stuff like that. Listen to a little bit of that. Listen through the readings of Napoleon Hill. Um, and you were talking specifically about Chapter 5 on Specialized Knowledge, man. That's a really, really good chapter. Um, I've read that book a bunch, man, at least a half a dozen more times. Um, but to go ahead and start kind of like uh, answer some of your questions, yes, I, I loved it, man. I encourage it, you know, to, to, to read out some of that stuff, to share that knowledge. People are listening to you. They love your channel. I love your channel. You know, definitely put that stuff up there. And uh, definitely, you know, let people light their candle at your flame, man. I think that's really cool that you do that. Um, and that's what I like to do, too, is you share a lot of the stuff um, that I've learned over the years. And just to talk a little bit about specialized knowledge, I mean, yeah, you can get it everywhere. And I'll be perfectly honest, man. I don't have any college degrees. I never I never went to college. and uh, But I've managed to run some really, really big operations. I've been in high-end management for years. Um, doing different jobs and things, running my own businesses and stuff like that. And I've did that largely uh, 
through one of the avenues it tells you that you can get your specialized knowledge from and that's clearly the library man for you know it's it's like one of my favorite places in the world is the library um you know it's almost as good as disney world man you know it's like it, it's amazing what you can get out of a public library and i've probably earned two or three you know master's degrees or equivalents i guess you could say of i don't have the certificates obviously uh, but i've studied so much about everything from psychology to human behavior to uh, neurolinguistic programming hypnosis um you know psychiatric stuff to just anything that has to do with the human mind and how we operate and the success principles what works what doesn't work so I encourage anybody, some people say, I don't have the money to go to college. Well, fine, if you don't have the money to go to college, go to a library. I didn't have the money to go to college either. And in part of that, my responsibility, I didn't find a way to afford to go to college. Um, So that's on me. But I don't really have any regrets um, now that I'm heading into my early middle age of, you know, not going. And I don't really have any desire to go at this point because I you know I've created some success for myself Uh, I'm not wildly rich or famous or nothing like that but I I live a life that's good for me and and that's the measuring stick right there is that uh, you know I really like where I'm at with my life and a lot of it came through reading the book Think and Grow Rich that was one of the earliest books I read a mentor of mine suggested it to me and as I continue to talk about reading it um I think you mentioned something, and I apologize, I don't remember if it was in the call-in, um, or if it was in the, um, the the part of your episode, that you mentioned something about, I don't just read it, but uh, you know, I, I study it, and that's a real important point when you read successful books, and I'm really glad that you brought that up, is that that's the way I, I do it too, I, I read them like instructions, I read them you know, sometimes I'll read a chapter, and then before I read the next chapter, I'll read the same chapter over, and I study it, I internalize it, and, and I think, well, you know, what does this all mean, and how does this relate to my life, and what can I do with this um, to to sharpen my knife and make my life better, and, and th- those are all huge things. So, um, anybody that would ever read a book, especially like Think and Grow Rich, um, you know, um, or say like uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, or Claude Bristol's The Magic of Believing. Uh, there's a lot of books that I, I own and, and I love like that. Or, you know, Napoleon Hill's The Law of Success in 16 Lessons, which is really an even overextended, uh, very rare version of Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich is a great book um, as well. Um, it's a lot like The Law of Success in 16 Lessons, only it has some more principles uh, to it that aren't taught in Think and Grow Rich. Um, but definitely, you know, the specialized knowledge chapter is great. And then there's a part in there that talks about, um, that I think is real important for people. It's not very long, but it's a part about making dissatisfaction work for you and just using, you know, some things that are kind of unfavorable to you and figuring out how to position yourself to win and turn things around and using what you got, use the resources you got, and then just doing the work, um, is a big, big part of it. Now, as far as um, talking about the debt factor, uh, you know, I'll, I'll set a couple things straight on that. I don't want to give the incorrect uh, perception of some of the stuff I was talking about the other day. Like, um, I was truly uh, nine, uh, about nine hundred some thousand dollars in debt um, several years back. Um, I, I was foolish in my behavior. I, I was chasing a lot of stuff. 
Um, and, you know, and there were there some unfortunate circumstances. There was a lot of things that factored in. I won't make any excuses for it. Um, and then when my son became ill and everything, you know, it all, it just really, everything just super fell apart. And, uh, and I, I just want to be transparent and say the fact that I, I, I was bankrupt and, uh, I, I pretty much lost everything I had and I, we were stripped down to just basically us and the clothes we had and a few of our belongings. Uh, you know, my family and I, we just kind of went back and, and, you know, rebuilt ourselves from the ground up. And the, you know, so I don't want to make it seem like I figured out how to get out from under $900,000 in debt, like in a short period of time, because that's absolutely not the case. And, and nor would I ever lay claim, um, in a way that, that I did something that miraculous. Um, not that I don't believe it can be done. I, I am absolutely certain, um, that with, with enough hard work and, and, knowledge, specialized knowledge and, and applying that and doing the work that you can absolutely do that. And anybody could do that at any amount. Um, if, if you put yourself in the right place. Um, but one thing I learned from that, and I was fortunate enough to get a second chance, um, because of all of it. And, you know, I'm not proud of a bankruptcy. Um, but you know, if you, if you fail at business and, um, you know, you have a son that passes away, you know, of, of a really horrible cancer and things like that. It's pretty crazy, you know. It, um, it's, it's very life-changing and it was very humbling. Um, so one thing I've learned between now and the time that that happened is a couple things that I, I learned. And I remember, Jason B., you talked a lot about um, the chasing and stuff like that. One thing I've learned about money is I don't chase money. I, I don't really... I don't chase anything anymore, um, with the exception of how I can serve others, because the only thing, I, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, that anybody should be chasing is is the, the ambitions and, and the work and the doing of serving other people. And when it comes to things that are mine, whether it be the money that I earn, or the, the, the quality of the time I spend with my family or what I have, the, my belongings and things like that. I just spend more time in a deep-seated pot of gratitude with that stuff. And then I find that things increase and improve in my life based off the fact that all my chasing, all my driving is to serve others and to do things for others without expecting anything specific in return and just saying, you know, I'm going to put myself out there and, and God will find a way to take, you know, it'll, there'll be a way that I'll be taken care of and I'll get the things that I need and I'll get some things that I want, but I'm not going to expect any one thing. I'm just going to serve others. I'm going to give what I can to people and do what I can for people. And then, you know, somehow things always work themselves out and never once has that, that failed me ever in my life, um, that, that always seems to work out good for me by doing that. So yeah, I encourage people and I learned that real hard in my thirties was like, man, chasing stuff. God, you know, when you chase stuff, you just get tired <laughs> and that's pretty much the extent of that. Um, the, all I could say about that in that regard. Uh, but, uh, I think these are good, kind of like good questions and good setups. Um, but I'll go ahead and s uh, save this on for this, this next section real quick, but I will tell you what the difference is between what I did 
when I was at my peak and had all this debt versus like what I do now and how I do it now. And I normally don't talk a lot about, you know, where things that I've learned until I've completed them, but I'll at least give you like my along the way inside of where I'm at now and how it's changed my life compared to where I was. Now, as I was just saying, um, normally I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you, you write the chapter before you read it. So, you know, I normally, again, don't like to, to really go over things that I'm necessarily still going through unless I think there's a real good illustration that might help someone. Uh, because obviously I'm still learning the lesson and I'm, I'm still uh, doing the work I need to do. Um, so I'll, I'll, you know, when I get to that part, I'll kind of give my disclaimer there that I that I'm still a work in progress. Uh, but I can tell you about, you know, what knowledge and specialized knowledge, uh, speaking on specialized knowledge that I got, um, from the failure of becoming bankrupt. I grew up in a very rural part of Southeastern Ohio and, um, very economically depressed. Um, I grew up pretty, pretty poor. Um, I shouldn't have. My mom was a registered nurse and she made a lot of money, but uh, I had a stepfather that had uh, some really bad substance abuse problems and he stole from us and we got kicked out of a lot of places and, and uh, experienced some things I probably shouldn't have experienced as a child in that way. You know, people knocking on the door, um, you know, the eviction notices and shut off notices, and, you know, stuff like that. And it doesn't make me special or that anybody should feel sorry for me. But, you know, it was rough stuff. And and I learned a lot about just like, gosh, man, what it was like to just not have anything. So I was, was very resourceful and learned to make do with whatever I could get, you know, whatever I had available to me. And that was really poverty. And I think it's something you're going to read about, too, in Think and Grow Rich. Um, talks a little bit in there about um, poverty and how it's actually a pretty useful thing. Um, but just not for a very long period of time, uh, because it is very wearing, but everybody probably should experience just a little bit of poverty, um, because it actually adds to, to your level of gratitude and to your resourcefulness of being able to figure out how to get stuff done with very little resources. Um, but to continue on with that, uh, I finally started breaking through and I started having a lot of success in my, in my late twenties. And, you know, finally worked my way up into some jobs where I was making some really, really terrific money and uh, then started some businesses on the side and was becoming, you know, pretty reasonably successful at that and got to the point, me and my wife, you know, by 10 years ago, we were making, you know, six figures a year. I mean, we were making over $100,000 a year, which, you know, is still pretty good money uh, during that time. Um, it was, I mean, real, real good. And... So the first thing I did, you know, I was poor my whole life and, um, you know, it's not a good excuse, but for the first time I was like, you know what? I want nice things and I want to get this. So I just start chasing and trying to keep up with the Joneses, man. I went out and stick built like a 3000 square foot house with the four bedrooms and the two and a half baths and the full basement and in the nice neighborhood with the big tree and the tree swing you know it's the american dream the white picket fence stuff and i went out and i was like you know what i've never drove a brand new car i'm gonna buy me a brand new car because you know what i, I got this entitlement thing going on now i'm like i deserve that man I, I you know i work hard i work 70 hours a week i take care of my business i'm getting me a car 
got me a car and I'm like, hey, you know, my wife works hard, you know, you want that? So I buy her a brand new van. And then I'm like, my basic is I'm a musician. I'm like, I want the nicest things. So I get my basement finished in my house, right? And no, I don't just call the local contractor to help some local guy make money. I call Owens Corning and have him put this $20,000 soundproof basement in my basement. And it, oh, it was nice, man. It was really, really awesome. But it was unnecessary. And then next thing I know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm running this business and I'm like, oh, let's take a trip. Just, you know, I'm not really getting that much business done at this point. You know, I'm like, let's just take a trip and ride it off. and Let's go do this and ride it off. And, you know, let's go on the, you know, I, I got one sale to make, you know, I'm going to make $500, but screw it. Let's go spend a thousand dollars on this trip and we'll ride it off. And just really lost touch. I lost my way with chasing after just stupid shit, man, and I, I hit a wall, dude, you know, it was, you know, I, I, it finally got to a point, the economy went to crap in 2008, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell have I been doing, and I looked at the bottom line, and I was like, wow, dude, it's a bad situation right now, I stepped back, I looked at all of it, and I was like, geez, man, this is crazy. What the hell am I going to do here, man? It's, it's really building up on me. Just had all this stuff caving in and got to the point to where, you know, I wasn't waking up. I wasn't, you know, I read good books and stuff, but I wasn't following. I wasn't using that specialized knowledge. I was thinking I was smarter than I was. And, you know, it was just reckless, man. Just like, you know, swipe this card, get this, do that. Who cares? I ain't worried about it. You know, we'll, we'll just deal with it. And it was a wrong way to go, man. Then I had to realize something. I was looking at my neighbors, and they wasn't a whole lot different than I was. I was keeping up with the Joneses. And the first one thing I've learned about keeping up with the Joneses, the Joneses are broke. The Joneses are miserable. All they're doing is spending money they don't have to impress people they don't know. Or they don't know that well. And you're just putting up a front man and you just you start doing these silly ass things and and just you find out man it's just it's just all a bunch of crap and you're missing what's real and you know what's going on and you know and I, I don't have any regrets I'm grateful that I screwed up that bad and it was a stupid expensive lesson but I'm really glad that I did it because it's armed me to be a much smarter more balanced individual now and where I'm at now so I held on and held on and held on through 2010 and then I finally gave up the house and gave up all this stuff and was still just buried in debt but I'm trying to keep up with it trying to pay stuff down make deals do all that stuff trying to be better you know working on me and being better and doing the right things and you know, being accountable, and I really started chunking away at some stuff, liquidated some things, business, stuff like that, I was able to get some chunks taken out, and then it was just right after that, here, my son gets sick, and, and, uh, you know, goes through everything he goes through, and, um, then he passes away, and it's just like, this is just insurmountable, and I was just, I was done at that point, I just didn't have any energy left, and, and I did. I, I had to give up at that point. I just was emotionally, physically, spiritually. I was a drained, whooped puppy, man. And um, 
I went bankrupt on it, and I started clean slate, but man, I'll tell you, I didn't have anything, man, I, I went from living in this nice house, I lived in this crap hole of a place, and drove a $400 1988 Chevy Corsica that thank God a guitar player that I played with um, sold to me for 400 bucks. It, oh my God, man. And it, it looked like the biggest piece of trash, but I will never be more grateful for probably any other car than that car. Um, as that car carried me around, it carried my son, the chemo treatments. And man, it was a far cry from my my sporty 04 Cavalier GT red with the leather interior. But you know what I come to realize? That crappy little Chevy Corsica got me everywhere I needed to go. It didn't define me. It didn't define anything about me or who I was or what I was about or where I was headed. It didn't, none of that meant crap. It was a car that got me somewhere. So then I started realizing something. None of that stuff matters, man. It's nice to have nice things, don't get me wrong, and I'm not begrudging anybody for wanting nice things. We all want nice stuff in our life, but it wasn't necessary. It just, it just wasn't. And so I decided, I was like, never again will I do that. And never's a pretty powerful word because, you know, sure can be a mighty long time, never can. But I decided it made sense and it was the right thing to do, so I went ahead and I made my peace with it and I said you know what I'm going to build myself back up I'm going to build my income back up because if I did it once I can do it again and then once I built that income back up which I've not quite to the six figures yet but I'm, I'm doing well and I'm building myself back up nicely after you know several years and now I'm back to the point where I'm making, starting to make some pretty good money again so now the question is how do I behave do I make that same dumb mistake or do I learn from it and that, my friend, is the big question. And now it's time for the big action. So I find, um, you know, I find myself moving in with my brother-in-law for a while. Me, me and my family did. And, uh, you know, we split bills with him and stuff like that. So I could start, you know, actually getting back ahead of myself again. Building up, saving some money. Finally, I was able to, to go get a car. And, man, while it was... The old little underlying monsters that sometimes still come sneaking out on you. Man, I just oh, I see this nice car, this nice thing, and I want it, and I want this, and I want that. And then I think about, remember what defines you. Remember what lessons you've had bestowed upon you. Think about the pain versus the pleasure, and what's the balance, and... You know, we, we all we pay a price for everything we do, whether it's good or bad. There's always a price to pay. And I decided to squelch that and say, what makes sense in my life? So I had about $1,000 saved up. Went and found a really nice Ford Taurus. About $2,800. bucks, threw 1000 bucks down on it. Financed, you know, 1800 bucks, And, uh... You paid that off in, in like nine months, like 200 bucks a month or whatever. But it made sense for where I was at and what I could afford. I still have that car right now. And it runs great. And I don't owe any money on it. And then I bought a, a little you know, all-wheel drive Subaru. A thousand bucks, man. 
kick-ass little all-wheel drive car. And, you know, I don't owe any money on it. And um, I, I've since uh, got rid of that car, but um, I had that car for three year, two, three years. And, you know, it was a good car for me. Didn't owe any money on it. And I had the opportunity to get a house and uh, got that. And um, I do owe a little bit of money on that, but it's it's so insignificant. I mean, it'll be paid off in a year or two. So maybe to say that I'm totally debt-free is not correct. But, you know, when I look at owing under, you know, $25,000 to the whole world, and that it's all gone here very soon, and that I'm not on the hook to anybody for anything, really other than that, and it's less than what I would be renting somewhere else, is just, it's really amazing, man, and uh, so I I don't want to give too much heavy lessonary advice yet, because I'm still living the second part, and that's my disclaimer, what I was talking about earlier, but I'm still building myself... But as my income continues to rise, my debt doesn't because I've learned that buying all that crap isn't really what's going to make me happy. There's something to be said about laying down at night and not hardly owing anybody a damn thing. Man, you sleep really good. And I have a rule in my house and, you know, my wife follows it and it's something I teach to my daughter. I'm like, you go after anything you want in your life and you do anything that your heart desires that resonates with you and who you are. But there's one thing I would highly recommend. If you're going to borrow money, you only borrow money for things that will make you money. And the things that you want, you save up the money and you pay cash for them. Now... I know, I went out, I bought the Ford Taurus, I financed 1800 bucks of it, but I had to have a car, and, you know, the, the blue one I had was finally kind of going downhill, uh, the Chevy Corsica was, so, but I, I, you know, I did that because that was going to help me make money at my job, because I had to get to work, but I don't borrow money for anything unless it's going to make me money, I just do not, and I don't care how bad I want something, if I don't have the money for it, if it's a want, if I don't have the money for it, I don't get it until I save the money, so I put the time and the work and the effort in first, and then once I have it saved up, then I can get what I want because I've earned it, I don't get it and then earn it in reverse, so that that's kind of, that's not even kind of, that's just the way I'm living now. And it's improving now. I can't wait for another three, five, ten years down the road when I can tell the story from a perspective of the full dynamics of how everything turned out uh, compared to when I used to spend like a fool um, compared to not now. But that'll be that'll be some good talks, you know, on episode 500 or 1,000 of the good. So I guess you know when you say what does it all mean? It's a pretty broad broad spectrum. Um, I guess, first of all, before anything, I want to thank Jason B. from um, his Good Vibes channel a lot for this today. Um, it, g- it gave me some some very real content to work with and uh, some stories of, 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 you know, riding high and, you know, laying low and succeeding and failing and what I've learned from it. And it ties into the, the other part uh, that you did about the specialized knowledge. I continued to study and I continue to work on myself and I continue to read these these great books and 
um, the great literatures and, and things of that, and uh, you know Emerson's essays on the laws of compensation, and really beginning you know to grow and understand at that time about using that specialized knowledge, not just doing what I thought made sense, but studying the work that had been done before me and what worked for people and just taking out of that and and applying that. And the important part is Canesway said, you know, on your station as well, like it's not just having that knowledge and locking it up and doing nothing with it. You got to do the work. You got to execute and you got to do the things that you learn. And, and I can tell you, um, I, I really, I, I believe in that, and, and it's changing my life so much for the better, uh, despite everything I've been through, through deaths and bankruptcies and loss of business and loss of sleep and and just crazy turmoil from, you know, childhood till now, but, but you know what, I'm at peace, man, and I'm whole right now, and I feel so great about my life and who I am and where I'm going, and I've really built up my, uh, self-awareness and emotional intelligence um to a point that i'm not perfect i mean i i still have you know the the, the temptations the desires and those things that creep up on me just like anybody else does just like anybody else but i've learned to focus and you'll hear me say this a lot focusing the scattered rays of my mind into deep-seated desires of what i want to achieve for others and I don't chase it I just decide what I'm going to do and I do it and I do it the best I can without any apologies or any regrets and uh, and I use that specialized knowledge and I just do the work and and I put it forth and I don't you know I don't chase money I don't I don't chase after things that I want uh, I just I the only thing I chase is the desire to give the best I got uh, that I have of me to give to other people and it's pretty simple in that way but outside of that you know I just I remain grateful for what I have and for what I'm blessed with and the abilities that I have and that uh, each day when I wake up it's it's a blessing because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow so I'm just really glad to be here now and that you can hear my voice and I'm speaking to you you know some of the greatest things in this world that I think any of you will come to find are so simple that they're easy to overlook. They're not easy, they're simple. But through getting that specialized knowledge and and applying it and doing the work, learning from yesterday, planning for tomorrow, but doing today, it's, man, that's... That's where it's all at. So, But I want to thank you so much for coming out today on this very deep, deep podcast, um, you know, that basically revolves around, you know, specialized knowledge and application. And uh, they answer a little bit, you know, about my experiences with debt, um, making money, not making money, being, you know, on the high horse and, you know, laying in the ditch. As a famous pro wrestler once said, you know, I've... Uh, how was it he put it? I've wined and dined with kings and queens. I've slept in an alley and ate pork and beans. I'm that guy, man. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because it's made me the man that I am today. 
and hopefully God willing, I wake up tomorrow, I'll grow some more. So thank you so much for coming out to the Good Vibes podcast today, everybody. Love your bunch. Thanks again, Jason B., for the great idea on content today, and I hope everybody has a great Saturday evening. Love you all. Take care of each other. Be good to each other. And from the Good Vibes, happy Saturday. I'm out. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.